You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf. Welcome to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community. This is Ben Wolf, as always, your host. Uh, we're going to learn from our guest today how to swagify and gamify virtual events. And with that, I want to ask everybody to uh, pause for a second, leave a review, subscribe, and wherever you're listening to this, give it five stars, follow, like, whatever it is they let you do, wherever it is that you're watching this or listening to this. Uh, and with that, uh, I want to introduce our guest today, who is the co-founder and CEO of Swag.com, whose first customer, interestingly enough, was Facebook. So that's an interesting story. I read an interesting article about that. I don't know if we'll get to it today. But um, you, we're going to link in the uh, in the show notes in the social media. We're going to link to uh, in the in the show description to a very very interesting guide that he put together, a pocket guide for making fun interesting virtual events. So I'm going to share a link to uh, to his to to a to a guide that he has on his website posted. Uh, so it's a great resource, and you can learn more about him at swag.com. And with that, I give you Jeremy Parker. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, no, very good. Nice to nice to have you here. Um, and I guess I want to get started with really just asking you to just kind of, you know, spend a quick two-minute context, quick two-minute background so we understand how you got, you know, I guess my main interest in what I think might be the biggest value for, for my particular audience is, is this of virtual events and how to just have a different angle on that. Because you, you talk in your guide about screen fatigue and all, and all this stuff. I think everybody has got Zoom fatigue a year ago already. And so, you know, how to engage with people in a way or with employees and have events or private events that can actually be interesting and people actually enjoy it or engaged by and possibly using swag as part of that. But uh, to see how you got to be talking about this kind of stuff, like a quick two minute background, how you got here. Sure. Sounds good. So no one, no one thinks when they graduate college that they want to go into swag it's not, not the sexiest of industries, I would say. Okay. Um, but when I graduated college, I was actually a documentary filmmaker in college. And uh, when I was, was I say, at 18 years old or so, I won the Vail Film Festival. So I won this really big film festival. And I was, I remember I was on the top of the mountain and I was, you know, I went to this kind of celebrity brunch the next day. And half the room were these big celebrities everyone's heard of. And half the room were more of these struggling artists. And I, I did like an internal gut check to myself and I said, number one, do I love what I'm doing? And number two, am I that good? And both answers were no. And I realized at the time that I love the aspect of storytelling and I love the aspect, frankly, as, of, of making the film, I, the process of making it and coming up with the idea and designing it and interviewing people and all the different aspects. And it was very entrepreneurial in many ways. It doesn't really seem like on the surface, but filmmaking is very similar to starting a business especially when you're when you're doing a, a low budget film and when I graduated college I didn't know what I wanted to do so I started a t-shirt company and this was in 2007 so right around the recession and if you remember the recession all the banks were going under all the high-end premium stores were going under and my 250 dollars t-shirt company um, no one was looking to buy or all the people who were buying no one wanted to reorder it because no one had money so mm -hmm. I came up with this marketing initiative at the time and I was 22 where we would tie the prices of our shirts to the price of the Dow Jones. So for every hundred points of Dow dropped, they would get a, t a discount on their t-shirt price. You know, at the time it was a little bit gimmicky, but ultimately I, I reached out to Mark Cuban, 
And Mark Cuban was a big entrepreneur, obviously still a big entrepreneur, but he has this blog called Blog Maverick, or he used to. And I used to read it. I was trying to learn as much as I could about being what an entrepreneur is. And Mark responded to me within 10 minutes. It was like unbelievable. He said, I love your story. And do you mind if I post about you on my blog? So he posted about our story and about our wow. market-related pricing model that got seen by ad age writer who wrote a big, you know, in the, in the physical print. And it set me on this path of being introduced to the promotional product space. Because one of the readers of ad age was the CEO of a very large promotional product company. And he reached out to me and we hit it off. And I was 23 at the time at this point, I started to really, and I started working with him for him. And I started to learn the ins and the outs of the promotional product space. And at the mm-hmm. time I realized how broken in, in the industry was, how fragmented it was. It was very reliant on back and forth emails, phone calls to close sales, catalogs, presentation decks. But at the time, the buyer was a much older buyer. And to me as a 23 year old, I realized there's probably a better way to buy swag, but you know, maybe the buyer wasn't the right buyer. What was it me? You know, maybe I wasn't the right buyer for this space. Mm. Fast forward 12 years, I did a lot of different startups, but I always realized how powerful and how big and how you know amazing the swag industry was, except for 10 years ago, it was very broken and old. And I looked, I kept like following it. And I realized that the industry is still very much in broken and old, but the buyer changed. And that was mm. kind of an aha moment. In 2016, I realized the buyer is no longer a 40 and 50 year old. It's a millennial. It's a 23 year old, 25 year old. They want to do things very differently than the 40 year old. So they want things to be super curated. They don't want to have to sift through thousands of products. They want things to be very, here's the best of what's out there. They don't want to have to look through catalogs or presentation decks. They want to find what they're looking for, upload their logo, design it, buy it in a matter of seconds. They don't want to speak to anyone on the phone. They want to avoid phones and conversations at all right. costs. So how do we build the right platform for today's buyer? And then we just went all in on swag.com and really trying to build the right platform for those millennial office managers, HR managers, marketing team, sales team, all the different divisions within the company. Um, you know, how do you give them a great? Okay. That's very cool. I mean, I guess what, you know, to, to get, you know, to, to connect that to what we're, to what we're talking about today, what, like, what are the biggest reasons why we're tired of virtual events and webinars and things like that? What are the biggest things like for people that might want to make them or do them to understand? Okay. What are the biggest reasons why we, why we hate them, we're bored by them and, and, and want to look for every excuse not to do one, not to participate in one. I mean. Yeah. I mean, for, for our experience, you know, a big part of our buyer group are marketing teams who are hold, holding these virtual events and everyone is trying to be adaptable during this pandemic season. You know, no one's going in person to things. They have to re-engage with their best customers, their leads, their best employees. Um, and it is challenging. And you know, everyone has that Zoom fatigue. Everyone is staring at a screen. It's not fun, right? It feels very, you know, impersonal. Everyone is so disconnected. There is that, there's not that kind of um, <clears throat> collaboration or connectivity that's happening. So we found is a lot of our customers are using swag as a way to engage, as a way to send somebody a really nice swag box before the day of the event. So like the day of the event's coming, there's a knock on the door and there's a box in the mail that kind of welcomes them and makes them feel takes that kind of physical aspect of swag and brings it to this virtual world, right? We're, we're not connected. We're not shaking hands with people. We're not really talking to people face-to-face, but having some sort of physical product that can connect the whole experience together and make it feel not so weird. So that's what we've seen a lot of people doing. We also have seen people do, you know, based on who are the attendees, people who, you know, they do quizzes or they do games to make it more fun and make it more interactive. And the winner you know, gets a link sent to them and says, hey, Jennifer, input your email address, input your, uh, you know, your t-shirt size, what product you want, pick the three of the five products that you want. 
and it gets sent to them, you know, like make it more fun, make it interactive, make people are engaged as opposed to just listening to, to speeches, make it more, make, bring, bring the personal level out of it. How do, how do people use just like a couple of examples or whatever, how do people use these swag boxes or things that physically get sent to people in advance? How do, or I guess, how do you connect that to the event or how do those get connected to the event? Yeah, so there's a couple of ways. You can obviously do things right before the event to lead up to the event, or you can do things post-event, right? And you can engage on the event call to actually engage after the event. So we have companies, let's say like Amazon, for example, they're having a big event. They go on their site, they find all the different products that they want. They could build a fully custom branded box on their site, hands-free. Obviously, we have people on our team who can help out, who can give suggestions, completely design the boxes based on the conference, the trade show, the event, the theme, or just make it general and make really high quality products. So let's say Amazon goes on, they say, I want every box to include a t-shirt, a notebook, a pen, a mug, a note card, et cetera. They build these boxes. Once they place their order, all those products get produced. It all gets sent to our facility for kitting and warehousing. They box everything up. We box everything up in our facility. And then Right before the event, Amazon goes up and they upload the CSV file, all of the ship to addresses of everyone who submitted information, who's coming mm-hmm. to the event, and we ship out all across the globe for them. That's the first thing. The second thing is a lot of our customers don't know where their recipients live, right? Like you might know where your employee lives, but you might not know where everyone who joins, you know, a virtual event lives. You don't know what t-shirt size they are. You don't know what they like. So what we built is this giveaway feature. It's completely free to use. What you do is you upload your logo, your colors, and we create in seconds a branded landing page. So let's say Facebook has their logos, their colors. And what you can do is you can offer all the products that you first bought on their site. So let's say Facebook buys, you know, a thousand t-shirts, a thousand mugs, a thousand water bottles, notebooks, pens, et cetera. We hold all of their stuff in our fulfillment center. So think of it as like an online swag closet. They then go and create a giveaway landing page with their logos, their colors, and they blast this link out to whoever signs up for their, for, for their virtual event. Thousands of people are signing up. They say, hey, thanks so much for signing up for our event. Blast them out of the link. Click on this. Input your address. Input your t-shirt size. Select three of the five products you want, five of the seven products, or select all the products that you want, et cetera. Once they submit their information, we capture that information. And now we have all the relevant information to distribute that swag to people. So there's different mm-hmm. ways that you could do it. Whether you have the recipient's address or whether you don't have any information about the recipient except for their email address, it still works and it makes it... it, it makes this virtual dispersed events, you know, more personal. And that's really what we're trying to get at. You know, that's, that's the really missing element of these virtual events. It's bringing a human element to it. Right. Imagine, I forgot if you gave this example on, on one of the articles I saw or on your website, but uh, you know, imagine right now for those who can't see uh, Jeremy, he's wearing a green hat, you know, imagine if like, if, if you said to everybody who's going to be there, you know, this green hat, you look on the screen, everybody you see, if you can see the people is wearing a similar hat. Also, it could be like a physical way that connects people and makes them feel a little more fun and part of something. Oh, hundred percent. No, we have tons of events and people always send us pictures after their event where it's like 500 people on the screen and they're all wearing the same product <laughs> or they're all drinking out the same mug or right. make it fun. You know, you can have like themes about different types of themes. You could send like it could be a cocktail hour and you could send, you know, cocktail recipes and mixers and all these, you can make it really fun. It doesn't have to be even about virtual events. It could be about like team events, team bonding. Right. Could like, be with, right. Could be with your own team. Right. One thing we've done things where we send swag to our holiday parties that people can't have together. And exactly right. And you can make fun games out of it. You can like send things to people. And then on the screen, you can have a game where it says like, Hey, run around your house and find uh, toilet paper or like make it more interactive where people are not just staring at a screen. They're feeling like they're getting engaged. They're having fun. 
And it is, it's very hard to have fun when you're not connected to people and you're so virtual. Right. So anything that you could do to more pers personalize it and make it more human, that's really, really where we're, we're seeing everything really trend to. What about what, uh, what was one of the things, how, how do you, how do you gamify things? Let's say, let's say putting aside stuff that was sent to people beforehand. I think you might've mentioned this briefly a minute ago, but how do you, I mean, I don't, how do you, I guess, gamify things? You gave one example of like scavenger hunt kind of around your own house and that I've, I've seen that before. Um, what else, I guess, in terms of, in terms of games or contests or quizzes or like what other things that people do? You know, it's, Every company does different things. I mean, for us, we've seen the primary focus on themes. That, that's really been kind of like the big thing that's been shifting is that people have specific events or specific themes for their team events, and they get swag that, you know, is relevant to that. You know, a lot of things that people are focusing on right now is like work from home culture. Everyone's at home. So how do you improve the lives of people who are at home? You know, sending them pajamas, sending them things that you wouldn't even think about that are typical swag items. Like we have companies that have sent pots and pans to people with their company logo on it, uh -huh. humidifiers, like different puzzles for not just the, the, the recipient getting it, but like more of like giving it to their kids so that their kids right. have something. Like people are now not just employees, they're their parents, they're work from home parents, they're their teachers. Like everybody is, is, is having to do multiple jobs that they otherwise haven't had to do. And how do you make your recipients, your employees, your best customers, your leads, whoever you're sending stuff to, how do you make their lives more enjoyable? Um, and so people are really thinking super outside the box of how they, how they go about doing it. A couple of ideas you've also mentioned. I wonder how do people do this? I'm a very kind of nuts and bolts kind of interviewer, like interested in hearing like practical ideas and, and, and specifics. So one of the things you talked about and some of the stuff I, I saw from you is incorporating pre-recorded videos into, in, into meetings or events uh, or, or quizzes and things afterwards. Like, how does that work? Like, how do people do things yeah. like that? I, even for our team, we had, we've hired about 30 people since last year. So that's a lot of people that we haven't actually met in person, right. um, which is challenging. You're working with them every single day. You're working on Slack, you're video chatting, but you don't really even know who they are. You don't know anything about their families. You don't know their personalities. You know, there's a couple of people, we had a, a team get together a month ago. I had three employees that when you're looking at the screen, they seem normal height, but when you meet them in person, they're six foot five and they're towering over everybody. Like you don't even know anything about them. Right. And what we did, and it was kind of a fun thing to do, is before the event, we had everybody record a three minute video hmm. about their hobbies, their favorite foods, what they're interested in, you know, relationship status, like all these different things, just so people understand them a little bit. And then we sent it all in and we had Jesse on our team and he compiled a, honestly, like a 30 minute video of three minutes of every single employee introducing themselves and people really got to know each other and it made it, it, it felt you played so all of them. You played the whole thing, whole thing. We sat down, we got in the video and we had a two hour event after work one night and we all like had cocktails and we made it fun. And we watched the movie. We watched like a 30 minute movie of three minutes of every single one of our employees introducing themselves, showing their home, showing what their hobbies are. And honestly, it helped a lot. Like when we met in right. person for the first time, everyone felt like they knew each other. Right. It felt different. It felt human. It felt like, like what you would get if you were going to lunch with somebody in the office. And it, we're all just missing that connectivity. But it's, it's very challenging. It's not so easy as saying, hey, we should just all go back into the office, right? Everyone is living two hours away outside of New York City. Our office is in New York. We have employees now in Ohio. We have employees in Miami. We have, like, it's not so easy to just say, oh, let's just all go into the office. So how do you build that connectivity and that collaboration and that, frankly, that culture, even when no one's in the office, 
you have to go above and beyond. You have to think outside the box. You right. have to be creative with it. What, uh, you know, I guess, I guess part of what, part of what, uh, I guess what seems daunting, I guess when I think about doing this or any of my clients doing this is, is like, how am I going to do it? Like, how am I going to coordinate all this? How am I going to coordinate such a big event? Or if I want to get stuff out to people in advance, or if I want to give prizes and then get those coordinate, getting those out to people afterwards, like, are, like, are there resources? Like how do, how do people who are already busy, mm-hmm. like do, uh, there's a lot more work, it's in, a lot these, of work in these kind of events. So how do, look, if you have a whole marketing team or some kind of huge HR team with eight people who could, you know, you have enough bandwidth or people to coordinate something, but are there resources? Is there help? Like how can, like, what's the easiest way, I guess, to do some of these more creative ideas, quizzes, sending things in advance, things afterwards, I don't know, games, whatever, videos. Like what are some ways, what are some things or resources that could people could use to make that easier, less yeah. time consuming? In terms, in terms of the swag, we, we made it really easy, at least that part. The part of, of giving swag away, collecting addresses, submit buying stuff in a matter of seconds. Us, we hold the swag, we package it for you. You can offload all that to us. That's really easy. So in terms of getting the boxes to the event, the day of the event, easy. In terms of getting the people who come to your event and reward them, you know, capture the email address, capture their physical address, but Tisha says there, easy. All of that aspect we've taken care of. So do you have like an account manager like that? Hey, I have an event coming up and 100%. then whatever the shipping, or I don't know, whatever the physical aspects of it are, they, they work with me or somebody in my team to help coordinate it. It's even easier. So okay. you, you have an event and you want something coming up in three weeks. You have an account rep on our team who can help you out, who can you know, show you products that they think could work. You tell them the event type, you know, the theme, we can help you source ideas, et cetera. You go onto the site. And by the way, you don't have to use us. You could browse yourself. We have great filters. You could, you know, you'll need our help. But if you wanted it, we would be there to help you. You find what you're looking for. You upload your logo. You design the products. Prices are shown in real time. During the checkout flow, there's two options. Sent to your office or sent to one address or sent to multiple addresses. In this case, because you're having a virtual event, you want to send to multiple addresses. So all you have to do is click on that button. It tells our system, as opposed to sending all that swag to your office, we're now going to hold that swag in our fulfillment center for warehousing distribution. Think of it as like an online swag closet. Then you go onto this platform, you see a whole dashboard, all of your inventory in real time, and you want to send it out to a thousand people. You upload a CSV file with all the ship to addresses. In real time, we're going to calculate the shipping costs based on the products you're sending and where they're going. You pay for it, and now we're shipping it worldwide. So you don't have to touch any of the products. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is upload that CSV file with the ship to addresses. If you don't have the addresses of the people, all you have to do is use our giveaway feature which it allows you to create a link in seconds and blast that link out to all of the email addresses that people are going to your event to capture that information. All that stuff gets speaking to our system and we distribute it. So in terms of the buying of the swag and the distributing of the swag, there's no, there's no process for you. It's very, it's very simple. There's no handholding. There's it's, it's really, it's effortless. Now in terms of the games and the quizzes and all those different things, obviously we don't do that stuff. So we use free resources online. There's so much stuff that you can't even imagine you Google Hey, team event resources, or like we had a great event, virtual event, where we took like regular um, question and answers of like a game night, right? Imagine you went to a bar and you're having a game night, like typical questions that some people might know or not know. But we also incorporated um, specific team-based questions, like what's Jeremy's daughter's name, right? You know, stuff like that, that really, Mm -hmm. you know, makes people think like, 
do you know your employees? Like how, like you start thinking more about it or like, you know, name all, name seven um, employee dogs on the team, right? Like some things that like not everyone's going to know, but it's fun. Right. And it gets you thinking about your teammates and our people are real people. And you start to, in our sense, really build that culture up. And that's all that these events should be used for, especially these team events. It's all about Re-emphasizing the culture, making sure people know that we're all on the same team, we're all working together, um, we all have the same mission. It's really the, the essence of what swag is. You know, like when you walk down the street and you see somebody wearing, you know, your favorite T-shirt, or your favorite college apparel, or your favorite sports team, you don't know who that person is, but you feel that inherent connection to them, right? Because they're they're connecting you in, in one way. You know, if you have a team event and everyone's wearing this green hat, you feel connected to those people just by what they're wearing, right? You're all connected. You all are working towards the same goal of making this company better. I think there's just so many more things of like the visual representation of things and connecting the dots and getting people to have that physical product in this kind of virtual online world. Right, Michael. One last thing is, 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 can you tell the story? Like, I know this is, you know, it, it's a departure from the, from the idea of virtual events and gamifying things, but, uh, but it could help people in terms of the idea of having an entrepreneurial approach to sales, right? So that the story about the story about your first client, I think it's swag.com. Yep, sure. And, yeah. And how like and how you approached, you know, kind of the guerrilla marketing and getting out there when you didn't have a reputation, you didn't have relationships, uh, you didn't already know people. You didn't, yeah. you know, they say it's, it's not about what you know, it's who you know, but you didn't have a who, right? Yep. So if you, could just, yeah. if you don't mind telling that story, people could get ideas from it, I think. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. And I think in the very beginning, for every business, there's different traction channels that you have to focus on, right? Like there's every company is different. So I'm not going to say that this is the right way for everybody. But for us, we wanted to build a reputation of, you know, look who swag.com works with from day one, because everyone always says start from the bottom and you work your way up until you get the big companies. But in our mindset, let's start from the top. Let's get those big name brands and let's show these who swag.com work with clearly if they work with Facebook and Google and Amazon and WeWork and all these big companies, they can clearly handle our swag. So our first customer was Facebook and we got into the office. I, I, I knew somebody in the office and I reached out to him on LinkedIn and I got into the office, but when we were in the office and he wasn't a swag buyer at all. He just got us in to see the office. And I brought a, with my, with my co-founder, Josh, we brought a, uh, a bag of swag. We were traveling salesmen hundred percent. And we were walking up and down the hallways of an office. Like, <laughs> I don't know who else does that, but like a real, we were really traveling salesmen, not hey, going to the marketing division in the office, say, hey, anybody needs some swag. Ultimately, we ended up setting up one of their conference rooms as like a trade show booth. I mean, we weren't invited. <laughs> we put all probably the would not fly today, but it was. <laughs> yeah. And then there, a lot of people were walking by the, by the room and like, oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're swag.com. We can help you out. And no one even knew that we were supposed to be there or not there. We were just right. setting, we just set up there. <laughs> ultimately somebody came in and said, actually, I would love some t-shirts. And for us, it was just about making the sale to Facebook. It didn't matter about making money. It didn't matter about margins. It didn't, none of that really concerned us. It was about learning the best experience. What are the products that people actually want and getting those early wins so that we could build upon it. But really the second story is even better because our second customer ever was WeWork. And when we went to WeWork and we had to reach out to somebody on LinkedIn, got a meeting and they're like, who else do you work with? And we said, Facebook. And they probably assume we had thousands of other customers, but really right. Facebook. This is one order of one order of, of I think it was like 300 t-shirts. It was like nothing. And um, and we work, we had ultimately ended up winning the WeWork Summer Camp t-shirt um, co um, um, contract, which is a really big deal. It's about 5,000 t-shirts. Uh -huh. And there, and we basically had to 
spend you know a month making these shirts and rolling them. And I had my grandma, my aunts and uncles, my mom and dad rolling t-shirts. We rented a U-Haul, went oh. down six hours to the campgrounds. But what was amazing about that thing, and, and by the way, we didn't care about margin either for that order because our feeling was there's going to be 5,000 people at the WeWork summer camp and every single t-shirt says swag.com with our tagline, we made this. That's going to be the ultimate viral, you know, you know viral growth. 5,000 right. people wearing a t-shirt made by us, seeing that clearly WeWork uses them, getting the instant social proof, looking at the inner label, who made this amazing t-shirt, swag.com, we should use them also. That one order got us over a hundred new customers, that one, that one order. Right. So really going all in and trying to say, who else can we get early and, and treat them as amazing? Do whatever you can to get those early wins because that they will be by nature, you know, helping you grow and getting you more and more customers. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Anything else I should ask you? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know, but uh, that's good. That's a lot good of stuff. things that I think, I think as a, as a, if you're, if your audience is entrepreneurs and starting things, I think a lot of people, when they're starting out and I was the same way um, you over and, I, and I've, I've made this mistake a lot of times when you're building something from the, from the get-go, you think every single thing has to be perfect and you think you have to have the answers to everything. And that's just not, not true. And most of the time you don't know where you're going to end up. You're going to launch something and you realize that what you thought was the right thing was completely the wrong thing. And something you never even thought about, that's the real right stuff. And I made this mistake and I built the business before swag and I spent several years building it. And I used to lose sleep over like nuance and the smallest details and be like, it has to work this perfect way. And then when I launched it, I realized no one cared what I, what I thought was important. And there's all this other stuff that they really cared about. And I wish I launched much faster and learned from our customers much faster so I can build the right platform. And with Swag, we took the approach of, we're just going to launch before we even had a platform. Let's just learn what the right thing to build is so that when we actually launch something, we know for a fact it's the right thing because our customers were telling us that this is what they wanted. So I think as an entrepreneur, get out of your own way, make the first step, launch and learn. That's really it. Launch and learn because you don't know what the right thing to build is. All right. And that, I mean, and that, that may be the best advice that, that you've said this entire time. You know, I think that, that, is, that is huge. I was just recently reading some of the Dan Sullivan books and Strategic Coach. And you know, just he writes a lot about that also, just about the 80% approach that, like, you know, what you think is 80%, like for most people, that's 100%. Yep. And, you know, and just what you're saying about, you know, launch and learn. And people have lunch and learn, so launch and learn. Yeah. That, uh, that makes perfect sense. I think that's amazing advice. But uh, yeah, so I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Hopefully, we can, you know, we can do some more exciting and fun things. And, and certainly, people can go to swag.com to uh you know to, to see more about you know how you, how you can help them with with uh you know how, how jeremy how swag.com can help people with uh you know with your events whether it's your team your people or whether it's you know whether it's marketing things and potential customers prospects etc content marketing yeah i think the main thing for us in terms of virtual events is just how we can help you humanize your virtual event and that's really it it's, it's it's bringing a human element into it. And we found that swag or gifts um, really have that physical touch and gets people to be excited about the event leading up to it. And it gets people to remember the event way after the event. And it just brings some sort of different element that's, that's a little bit more than just going on the screen and listening to people talk, you know, have a little bit more fun with it. Right. Yeah, sounds awesome. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for your time today. And I uh, appreciate you coming out. Thanks for having me. Really pleasure to be here. My pleasure. Thank you. And everybody else, we'll see you on the other side. You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.